LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to episode 138, which officially puts us in the lead in the, the strange competition I have against myself for Twilight Zone episodes, which is at 137 now. You don't care. I don't care. It's going to change later. Why did I even mention it? It's The Walking Dead episode 912, Guardians. I have very few notes in this episode, even though I did appreciate it. Uh, I'm all laid back. I'm literally leaning back in my chair. have my legs up on the couch. I'm all sprawled out. I don't give a fuck. I have the microphone pulled over my face. It's 1045 at night. I'm usually a morning slash afternoon podcaster when I do my solo shows. Um, I either have my coffee or I do them mid-afternoon with drinks. And But since I'm not just doing one or two, I'm doing all of season nine in the last couple of days. I'm, uh, I just, uh, I'm just done. I'm leaning back. I'm, I'm fine. The episode's fine. Nothing against the episode. I'm just tired. I, I don't know. I'm surprised my voice isn't just gone by now. But let's get into the actual episode. Uh, as I remember in the last episode, Lydia was taken back by the Alpha, back to the Whisperer's camp. Uh, she gets grilled by by uh, Alpha, just being like, you know, what did you tell them? What did you find out about them? She's like, I found out about the kingdom. She's like, it's all you found out? What the fuck? I risked everything to come get you. That's all you fucking found out is where one kingdom is? Big fucking deal, you piece of shit. I gotta s- smash your fucking arm with a stick some more, you piece of shit. You human garbage waste of landfill scum. This keeps going and going. And, and Lydia's like, I was in a cell for like three days. That's all I got. I'm sorry. They weren't really letting me ask him much. It seems, seems fair, really, at that point. They're not going to be like, welcome, prisoner. I know I could ask you questions, but let me show you the plans of our town and reveal all our secrets to you. Like, is that what she expected? Anyway, so um, Michonne finds out about the radio tower that uh, Eugene and Rosita were going for, trying to build. That's what happened when... Eugene and Rosita got stranded, and everyone looking for Eugene, and then Jesus died in the creepy, creepy, spooky JC Cemetery. Uh, so they lost a valuable, valuable member, actually a leader of one of their uh, communities in this in the search for Eugene because of this thing she didn't know about. So she's like, "You have to fucking tell me for now." And they're like, "Whenever we have a vote, you veto it. So it doesn't matter. You have ultimate power. Like why? Why do we even have a council? It's it's so pointless." And I completely agree with them. I get it. In the in what they have set up is so pointless by the fact that she can just go, "Oh, that's you have some great points. I understand what you're saying. That does make logical sense, and I hear you. And you you oh, you made some great charts, and these these graphs are really really explaining the issue that you all agreed on. And man, that yeah, I see that that is it is evolving into a trend at this point. But you know what? Go ahead and say no because I'm going to veto this no. So I'm going to go ahead and leave with this no. So uh, go ahead and swallow your nose, and I'm going to go ahead and no out of here, and uh, I'll know you later. And that's that's essentially what she has. She has a dictatorship, even though she doesn't want to admit it. But uh, she, she's like, you should have fucking told me about the radio, which seems fair at that point because they lost someone major. And she leaves. Um, and I'm still waiting for them to set up like the Stephanie plot line, and it just doesn't it doesn't happen yet. So uh, I believe that's her name from the comic. I could be wrong. But the point is, Henry is, like we saw in the last episode, he goes off after Lydia, after she gets traded for Luke and Alden, I believe is his name, who I finally learned in the last episode what his fucking name is. He's been on the show for seasons now. 
But he gets he goes after Lydia. He gets kidnapped by the wa- Whisperers. Excuse me. He gets kidnapped by them. And then Lydia's like trying to protect herself and trying to protect him. So she's like, she just punches the shit out of him. She's like, why the fuck did you follow me? And whispering because that's what they do. They whisper. There's, there's sick. There's secrets. They're uh, chatty Cathy's, and they must well call them that. They're like uh, backstabbers. They're trying to like, why the fuck did you do that? Oh, fucking kill this guy. I don't care about this guy. Why the fuck did you follow me? I love you so much. Why the fuck are you following me, you psychopath? I fucking love you. Thank you so much. For Anyway, let's kill this fucking guy. Let's cut off his nuts and feed him into his own mouth. <laughs> I want to suck in your nuts. Don't believe this word I'm saying. I want to suck on those. Mm, I want to suck on them. Mm, yeah. So let's go ahead and do that, right? And she's like playing both sides, really, at this point. Uh, Eugene uh, makes a bunch of creepy charts, which is real creepy. I can't, I can't describe to you how creepy they are because they're... Gabriel walks into Eugene's house, and apparently Eugene, who just got back from being rescued, and just got his knee fixed. I guess when you're going through like knee, uh, when you're going through physical therapy, got a lot of chart making time because he has had so much time to make these charts for Eugene or for uh, that's himself for uh, Gabriel. And he's like, these charts should explain why you should uh, uh, fall, you should stay with Rosita versus the uh, expectation that uh, Sadiq will raise the baby. And uh, the baby will be around, but you know what? You are you are a father. You are a, a son of the Lord, a servant of the Lord. And I believe that you could be a good, no, no, great father. And uh, go ahead and stick around because I believe the uh, black community has not enough father figures that are sticking around for their young. And this is a good time in the post-apocalypse to uh, go ahead and fix that, uh, that stigma. And, you know, you go ahead and raise them. Maybe you get them in the NBA. And he just says a bunch of random shit. I don't know. I'm just going off racial stereotypes at that point, just like he would. Point is, he has a bunch of creepy charts that it looks like he had these made before he found out, A, Rosita and Gabriel were together, and B, before he found out Rosita was pregnant with another man's baby. He has this, like, every path planned out, like he's going to do a time travel storyline, and he needs to know exactly what's going to happen when he comes back. Like, he's Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap. He needs to know fucking everything. And he, this is his owl. I don't understand what the fuck his plan is here. I don't know why he needs this shit. Why he has it and why he gives it to another human being. I cannot fathom for the life of me why he's doing this. But he gives him these charts and he's like, All right, go and stare at that whore. In case you don't, I will uh, sweep in and uh, raise that baby. We cool? We cool. Okay, bye. Michonne talks to Negan. And this is one of my favorite scenes in a long time. Uh, this is, I don't even have much to say about it because I was just invested in the, what they're saying and I didn't take notes. They're talking they're about why Negan came back and why he's kind of like saying that he, he's really friends with Judith and she's a sweetheart and he appreciates her as a person, which is really, really him saying he appreciates Rick's world that he built because that's what Judith is representing to him. Because that's how deep I go thinking about character motivations. And that's why I care that you let me care about your characters. That's what it means to me. Really, that's what he's saying is this is what Rick's goal was. Because otherwise, if save under the Savior's plan, he would never have gotten to know Judith. She would just be nothing, just another, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, I'll be your slave and be your wife. And that's Negan's plan. And Rick's like... Okay, it's kind of like Rick's opening into the in the Rick's world going Negan's opening in the Rick's world going he, okay. This is what Okay, I see it. I see what he's going for here. He free will. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Didn't make sense before. Got it now. People want to be free. I think I understand that. Despite 
uh, millenniums of, of, of uh, proof against this and, and historical uh, facts on their side and textbooks and everything I learned before the apocalypse happened. I, I get it now. Okay. 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 So people want freedom, huh? I wonder when that happened. Weird. I wonder what year that came around. <laughs> you never know, you know? You don't keep up in this shit. Uh, you, you just fall out of the loop. I don't know. Things. Life's crazy. But she talks to him like, why do you come back? And he's like, there's nothing for me out there. There's literally nothing. And she's like, goddamn right. And he's like, she. it comes up to the realization that he can hear everything they're saying through the bar windows. And she kind of goes overboard where she's like, well, we're going to bar up these windows and board over the board over the bars, rather, that, we're, you know, that way you hear nothing. And it's like, what harm is it doing having him hear shit? And I think you can trust the guy at this point to hear some things because he had a chance to leave or kill everybody. He could have killed everybody while you're gone when he, when he left earlier. And he just didn't. And I kind of want to be like, and she does realize it. I'm not just saying the character doesn't realize it, but Michonne is like, says that at first, but she, I don't think really, really think she has any plan of following through with it because she's reasonable, <laughs> but she's like, oh, here, I'm going to go and bar up the window. So have fun. Bye. See you later. Have fun throwing your ball back and forth, you dildo. Bye-bye. But uh, uh, we see Alpha at the camp. Some random fucking couple comes up to her and challenges her and her decisions. And so what she does is she sits him down and she's like, here's a chart that uh, I had a guy back at Alexandria make. Here's a chart that explains my decisions. It, it explains, it also has like a weird explanation and chart, like with graphs about why a pregnant lady would, would lead, would, would, how she would handle a relationship with someone else as, as the dad. I, I didn't quite get that, so I burned it. But anyway, it explains exactly what should happen in this scenario when you challenge my leadership. So let's just go ahead and talk about this. Um, of course, it didn't happen because what, what she did was she chopped out the lady's head and she stabbed the guy because she's fucking alpha. It's in her fucking name. She has to go ahead and prove her authority over these people like a fucking wolf or like a lion. She has to prove her, her alphaness over these people. So she just guts the fucking one guy, and then they kill the other, and then they're done. And she's still alpha, motherfucker. Deal with it. It's in the comic. A little cooler in the comic. But we do what we can here. Didn't bother me. Work for the show. It was just cooler in the comic. But you can say that about most things. That's a little unfair to judge them by. I don't go too too far into that. I'm, like I said, I'm fair. I, I don't expect it to match the comic intensity and tone. I expect it to draw me in with the characters because it's a TV show, not a flat panel with characters that I don't... The comic, you don't really care fully about the characters that much because they're flat, two-dimensional characters who you can't hear and see them emote. It's just flat, like, line, you know, panel after panel. So the show needs to invest me in with that and also have the storyline fit the characters and where they're at or, you know, vice versa. So it worked. It worked for what it was. It didn't really bother me. I'm just saying the comic was cooler with this. It was cooler. I don't expect the show to be cool, though, because we see what happens when the show gets cool. It fucking doesn't work. When they have their cool Silent Hill zombies with Rick battling them in the trash heap, fucking my least favorite episode, and to the point where I literally go, I felt myself leave the show at that point. And it wasn't until this season that I came back. And I'm not joking about that. I left. The, I felt myself go... And here I go. Bye-bye. Like, like the end of, like, like, Ghost. Just like after I solved all my, my, my wife's 
problems. I killed her weird boss guy. Threw him out the window. Where the fuck happened in the end of that movie? I'm just going to... Bye-bye. And I fade away. And I just saw myself looking over uh, The Walking Dead going, Oh, it's it's behind me now. Okay. And then I was like, I'm, I think I'm done with the show. I think I'm done with my show for The Walking Dead review. That's it. Because I don't care. And if they don't want me to care, then here I am not caring. And, and bye-bye. That's what you want. That's what you're going to get. You earn this. Bye-bye. Okay. I'll do what you want, and I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll stop watching your show. And I feel like, again, I put it all on Angela Kang's shoulders. I don't know how much she's invested into this. I, it felt like a lot. Because once I saw her get introduced in the 900 episode, they were making such a big fucking deal out about it that I feel like this is exactly what her contributions are. She went, course correct. Let's go ahead and save that Titanic before it hits that fucking iceberg. Let's not just go ahead and go, well, the, the, the male showrunners of the show set us in this court to this iceberg. Of course, this iceberg that I clearly see in front of us where we get canceled to have no fans anymore and people hate us. But there's still a steering wheel here. So let's go ahead and just fling that bitch to the left and see what the fuck happens. Not a lot. Not a lot, lot. But enough. And right now, they're kind of starting to get away from the iceberg. But they haven't passed it yet, so danger's not in the rear view. We'll see what happens during this whispers thing that happens. It's just starting, so I'm going to go ahead and reserve judgment and let you know next season if they pass that iceberg. Like I said, I'm very fair. I really like this season, and, and this episode is proof of that and the fact that nothing really much happens, but I love the fact that Michonne and Negan have this little conversation and it means a fucking lot to me. I am not asking for much. Just a little bit of character development. A little bit of characters relating to each other. Having interesting conversations. Other than the fact that they went through some shit before. Which is all the previous seasons. The previous seasons thought. Let's have Rick talk to Michonne about. Yeah I killed that guy. I shouldn't have killed that guy. Yeah but you did kill that guy. You did the right thing. You're right. Moving on. That was what they thought character development was. And that is fucking insane. So I hope more and more women take over this show because they understand what the fuck they need to talk about, what the fuck they need to discuss, relate to each other with. Shit needs to go down in a different direction than the previous seasons because it is getting so much better. And I'm noticing a lot more female names in the writing, the directing, and everything. And thank fucking Christ, I am fully on board with whatever they're, whatever they're doing over there at AMC. It is, it is, have full, full... Run with it. Whatever you need to do, run with it. Keep it going. Let's move on, though. I, I took a huge detour there. I'm sorry. Uh, this episode's shorter, so my episode of the podcast is shorter, so I figured I'd fill that in there. That's what's going on in my mind right now. Again, laid the fuck back in my, in my chair. Legs crossed over each other, <laughs> talking into the microphone. Very lazy-like. And my beer's over here empty. I want to reach for my vape pen, but I'll wait until I'm done recording. I'm doing my best not to not to smoke during the show, but... Um, let's go ahead and finish up here. Michonne scolds uh, J- Judith for uh, talking to Negan, which Negan revealed earlier. She's like, why the fuck are you talking to him? He goes, because he's a person. She's like, yeah, but he did a lot of bad things. And she goes, yeah, people change. She goes, people don't change. Michonne's like, people don't change. They don't change at all. And Judith is like, I talk to him because he listens. He actually listens, and he he has changed. I don't care if you don't see it, but 
he changed. She's like such a grown up compared to everybody else. Cause it really, what they should be doing. And I'm so fucking glad they're not is Judith is making unreasonable choices based on her age, which is what they do with the teenager scenes in the, in the show. Well, I'm going with them teenager I'm going pissing a zombie. Like, no, I get that. They would act like that kind of whatever, but Judith, I'm so glad they're sticking with the she being literally the voice of reason. She is taking over for the Rick voice of reason to Michonne. That it, it sounds stupid to say it like that, but that's really what's happening. And I'm glad they're not just, just doing another stupid kid. It's nice to see a, a character outside of such a stereotype. And I, the actress, again, that plays Judith is really fucking good. It makes me kind of curious what they're going to do for next season because the, the, the young actress that plays Judith will have aged a full year. Maybe though, it depends how much she grows. Uh, women tend to grow, uh, females tend to grow a little, little bit younger. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I hope they don't just do another fucking pointless time jump or get another like girl her age. I hope they just keep the same actress. Can you just get the same actress and let me pretend she's still the same age? Just let me go ahead and suspend my disbelief there. Let me suspend my disbelief and just assume she's the same age. I did it with Carl. For a number of years. I get that you want to jump five years ahead of time. It wouldn't make any sense. But let me do that with Judith. I hope you don't just replace her. Because that actress that played her is really fucking good. Like, I mean, honestly, she was really fucking good. She had facial expressions that I was like, wow, that's like an adult choice. Like, she's like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid asshole early. And she made a face. And I was like, man, that's, that's hard to get a kid to do. Like, kid actors, I've worked with kid actors. They're fucking pain in the ass to work with. Because you talk to the parents. And the parents are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it will never happen. And you're like, I will take whatever this kid gives me at this point. Because their fucking kid parents are not listening or not helping. It's fucking nightmare. You got like four hours of work with the fucking son of a bitch. But this kid is great. Um, let's see here. Uh, we talked to Aaron about giving up the veto power. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Moving on. Uh, it is, there's like two more notes about this in my, in my notes completely for the seasons, but that's why I don't care about going into it that much. It doesn't really pay off. This were a, a scene by scene or an episode by episode. I'm going to move the microphone closer. Sorry. If this were episode by episode, I'd probably mention it more, but it wouldn't pay off. So let's just go ahead and move on since I know it doesn't pay off. Lydia is dropping like mad hints about the necklace that she got from Hilltop. It has a big H carved into it. Made out of wood. Someone carved it, apparently. We don't know who that is. Alpha talks to Beta about uh, watching Lydia. Uh, what the fuck does this note mean? Alpha, oh, let me read it because it doesn't make any sense. Alpha tells Beta about, oh, okay. She tells her a story about when, when uh, Lydia was a little kid and Alpha was bathing her. And Lydia started to choke to death in the bath. And instead of helping her, Alpha just sat there and watched her choke. And then eventually she saved herself. And that's kind of what gave her the, is that like the catalyst for, we're animals, we need to take care of ourselves. Leave the baby in the cornfield, like that sort of shit. Is that the catalyst? I feel like it was just a sad story and she didn't learn anything from it. But she seems like she knows she should have learned something from it. Which is a strange character choice, but not, uh, not off board. Let's see where this shit goes. <laughs> I'm never off board when they introduce stuff. I'm off board when they don't follow through with the shit they introduce. It's the lost method. And I, and I know you get those videos where it's like, lost never abandoned any plot. They, they answered everything, but no, they didn't. Uh, but, and I still like lost. I love lost. But when you start introducing stuff and don't follow through with it, that's when I go, you have no idea what you're doing. 
don't even bother introducing it at that point because it doesn't fucking matter if you're not going to follow through with it. If you're not going to follow through, I don't need the wind-up swing. I don't need that at all. I don't need you sitting there like rubbing your feet in the dirt if you're not going to swing at the fucking ball when it comes through. It doesn't fucking matter. Good fucking God. Anyway, uh, Beta, I should mention at this point, is Opie from uh, Sons of Anarchy, which is a show I watched every single episode of, and I never fell in love with it. I never liked it that much but i liked it enough to keep watching opie was great in it there's some characters i really love in that show uh bobby being one of them because he's a christopher nolan regular or at least it was early on but most of the show i kind of go eh eh, it was good not great like dexter i feel the same about dexter it's fine it's great i wish the characters were better dexter i like everyone around dexter i fucking hated but what could you do? But I love Opie from Sons of Anarchy. He was great. And he's, he plays Beta in this. He's a big fucking badass. And he's, he comes in the future episodes. But um, he, they capture uh, Henry at that point, And then they, they force Lydia to kill him as, a, as an act of faith that she's not actually persuaded by the hilltop. And she's going to be loyal to the Whispers. She goes to kill him, but all the walkers conveniently converge in the camp, and they're like, oh, God, scramble, scramble. Don't look at the children who are running away. Oh, God, scramble. They run away. And then uh, they run away because Daryl and I think Michonne were a couple undercover whisperers who are wearing the flesh masks, and they grab them and run off with them. And that's literally where the episode ends. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. I wish we would have had a little more setup for that. I think payoff for that would have been a little cooler than just, just seeing them take off the masks because we didn't know about it beforehand. We didn't know anything about it at all beforehand. It just sort of happened. And I was like, oh, that would have been a cool like undercover like spy, spy thriller scene, but we never got it. So we got robbed of that. But I guess it wasn't that important, but still, I, I just, they could have done that scene a little better, just like the uh, scene where they killed Jesus. It was like so fucking rushed. I'm like, oh, slow down. You spent so much time on this weird shit that you could have spent more on this and it would have been a little more satisfying, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, this is my personal opinion, I guess. Can't really fault him. Again, a bunch of minor grievances for this season, but overall, no major no major plot holes, no major, no major uh, gripes I want to go through. That does end episode 912, Guardians, though. Um, I'll be back for Choke Point. Which is an episode where shit really goes down, and uh, it gets interesting then. We get a choke point, we get a nice little battle scene, and all that sort of shit. I remember the title because it's a major battle point, or or, or plot point, and uh, I gave it an 8, so we'll find out. I liked it a lot more in this one, apparently. So, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Go to liwstudios.com. So long, citizens.